Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. In the name of the Lord, and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with the Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warren-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on Truth Social, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Getter, Tumblr, Linktree, and you can listen and download our shows by going to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post, American Social Justice Doctrine. Today, after decades of pushing Marxist thought, it is a war fought on the streets and in the political realm. While to those rebelling, it is welcome change. To those who love America and its constitution with the Bill of Rights, it is oppression, control, and the end of the nation. Do not miss this post. Christian discipleship meat, not milk. While our country passes along its daily work and blasphemes against the Lord and the righteousness, wickedness is on the alert and attacks daily. For the latest posts on warn-usa.com, do not miss this post, Tyre's Burden, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 1 on Battle Lines, I mean Part 41 on Battle Lines. Due to transgressions amidst pride that blinded the people, trouble came. They had also forgotten the brotherly covenant according to Amos. Do not miss this post, Evangelism Challenges Gospel Classic at Warren Radio. Evangelism Challenges, Gospel Music, Warren Radio greets these perilous times as nations once formerly closed to the gospel have found the gospel. Do not miss this post, Logos, Gospel's Redemptive Inheritance of the Saints, Part 3 on Sound the Shofar. Unbelief can be driven away by the full redemptive power of the Lord Jesus Christ who redeems men and puts his heart in them. This is the beginning of a journey that brings all the children of God unto the Father. And be sure to get your book, The Rising, by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. It's a Christian fiction thriller. The Rising details a takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk. And dark forces are plotting to bring this country into the globalist new order. And be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren radio newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com where you can visit our Christian books and resource shops where we feature the rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our vision media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. (music) 
Thanks, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to be here on this Thursday night in August 2022. Yep, and you know it's it's been hot, but it hasn't been as hot as it as it was. Yeah. So you can tell the change in weather as we get into August. Almost into September. Well, we're in the middle of August. Yeah. And then we got September, which should be cooler. And October can get colder. And usually within we get our first snow before Halloween, about a week before, somewhere in there. God, it's hard to believe. Oh, I know. So at any rate, another day, another dollar. Yep. Tonight is Lady of Kingdoms brings into focus Isaiah's prophetic book, part 142. For Judah will escape as Cyrus God's anointed. As Cyrus, who is God's anointed, brings the judgment to this kingdom, the success of Babylon, its power, achievement, and the rise above all kingdoms will be brought low. For this kingdom is found wanting. The righteousness and judgment of the God over all the earth is bringing this to pass. For true knowledge is the fear of the Lord. And now back to you. Thank you. And we will get right into it. The Lady of Kingdoms. Nothing against the females. But uh, when we get into types and judgment, and we can find this in uh, the New Testament, the Lord was concerned about Jezebel. And we find... Israel, you know, had a female personification before the Lord, uh, whom he married through the covenant. And we find in the New Testament, the church is the bride of Christ. And, you know, in Scripture... It does refer to that holy union of the love between a man and a woman, a male and a female. Now today, of course, that's not popular because we have all kinds of families and pronouns and things. But in scripture, come down and sit in the dust, O virgin daughter of Babylon. Set on the ground, there is no throne. O daughter of the Chaldees, for thou shalt no more be called tender and delicate. It's kind of hard to believe that Babylon was considered tender and delicate. But, you know, there was a lot of good, you know. I mean, Babylon was very powerful. And they had conquered a lot of people. And uh, riches came her way. She had a strong army. And uh, about the time we find the judgment, Nebuchadnezzar has been gone. And these are the kids that have been ruling. And, of course, Daniel picks up this story when... the finger writes on the wall about the kingdom found wanting. And so this is about judgment of Babylon. And it's about the fact, and we've covered this, about how they treated uh, the captives from Judah and how they attributed it to their God, which would be normal. But this also has a lot of type in it 
relating to Mystery Babylon. Now see, this is just Babylon. And here, um, you know, we, we look at Babel, which means confusion. I mean, if you look at the Old Testament word, Babel, and that's where God confused the languages. But Babylon means confusion or Babel. And it refers to Babylon and its empire. And sitting on the ground, there is no throne. That's when they've been overthrown. And this royalty is no more royal. They're sitting on the ground because of humiliation and disgrace. As a woman is dishonored, so too this kingdom and this city is dishonored. And you find lamenting and mourning at the gates, desolate, there'll be dead people, judgment. Isaiah 3.26, this is Isaiah talking about what's going to happen, and her gates shall lament and mourn, and she being desolate shall sit upon the ground. Now see, that happened when... uh, Judah in the first place was taken captive. You know, they were overrun. So the same thing is now happening to Babel. And so you really have some interesting things here when we look at the nations of men and how God works in them. And I think that many times... The nations of men don't believe in the power of God to bring them down. They don't believe there's such a thing as sin. And so the Lord himself is working this out. He brings Cyrus in, his anointed. And one place that we look is Tyre. The siege of Tyre, uh, of Tyre was waged by Nebuchadnezzar II. And he did it uh, for 13 years. He waged uh, lay siege of Tyre. And uh, you had part of the city on land and part of it on an island. And uh, the island city had two harbors connected by a canal. And the city fortified on the land land side by a 150-foot wall. So it was really, really formidable. And so when they finally fell, The people are going to be sitting, gathered together, being pillaged, lamenting on the ground because everything's destroyed. Now see, Ezekiel describes uh, Tyre during this time. Thus saith the Lord God to Tyrus, Shall not the isles shake at the sound of thy fall, when the wounded cry, when the slaughter is made in the midst of thee? Then all the princes of the sea shall come down from their thrones, and lay away their robes, and put off their bordered garments, and they shall clothe themselves with trembling, and they shall sit upon the ground, and shall tremble at every moment, and be astonished at thee. And a great city like Tyrus fell. And so this puts literally the fear into the rest of the cities round about because 
it's common to go through and just conquer everybody, you know, while you're doing it if you can. And so these things today, covering Tyrus and looking at that, looking at Babylon, you get to the point to where, I mean, this is real judgment. There is no messing around. And I, I think we miss this a lot. When they're gathered on the ground, I mean, people are going to be dying. You know, I mean, we're talking brutal. And in our modern society, we don't even think about it. I mean, even during many wars in modern times, we bomb everybody into oblivion. So we're not literally seeing the bloodshed. We just blow up a city. But there's a lot of death and destruction down there. See, that's the way we do it today. But in the old days, it was in your face. I mean, they would take the babies and they would swing them headfirst into a tree. I mean, they would kill men, women, children when they were really trying to conquer, leaving nothing. Absolutely devastate them, take everything. And if you really... If you really look at the whole issue, I mean, you're not going to want to see this kind of judgment. But when we get into Mystery Babylon, the sins against Mystery Babylon are so bad, it's double for her double, or four times. And it's not going to rise again. And there's a lot of sins. And the sins of Mystery Babylon, among many things, is blood guilt. She'll be responsible for the saints and the prophets, you know, the believers and their blood. But she'll also be responsible for all of those that are slain upon the earth. And make no mistake, Mystery Babylon is also represented by a woman with a cup of abomination sitting on the beast. And this is where we see the power that she has. And this is what deceives the nations. So the nations really embrace the mystery Babylon thing. And so you look here and you see all of this. And it really gets you to the point to where you understand that when Isaiah talks of judgment, see they're sitting on the ground and and many times the phrase, we will lift up your skirt, which signifies that which was hid. You know, I mean, you see, a, you see this lady kingdom and she's so proper and everything's fine. But underneath is abominations. She's filthy and unclean. And this is the kingdom. And when God judges a kingdom, he reveals these abominations. And so there's really a lot of. Uh, you know, both biblical understanding and understanding in plain English that this is really one of those things. You're going to sit down on the ground if you're alive. And it says in verse 2, further, take the millstones and grind meal. Uncover your locks Make bare the leg and cover the thigh and pass over the rivers. Uncover your locks, raising the veil. Because, you know, we're talking to people who would have a veil. Especially the royalty and the people in it, the rich people. 
make bare the leg, uncover the thigh in order to go through the rivers. And see, she who sits as a queen, she's clad in rich, loose, and a flowing robe. She's elevated above all others and all other nations. She has a seat of magnificence. You know, she would have a coach. You know, she'd even have uh, slaves uh, carry her, you know, across. She wouldn't be bearing the legs. She wouldn't be lifting her skirts. She's royalty. But now the royalty of Babylon is gone. It's, it's been made bare. And when you get under the royalty, when you get under all the elegance and all the rich what do you find? Just regular people, go figure, that are wicked, that got that way off of the blood of others. And so these are the ones, you know, that are sitting there. And of course they've lost everything. I mean, you're not going to sit there and be rejoicing. Now see, the only difference of it is if we look at America today, and we had that time with Antifa and BLM, which, um, you know, the, you know, the powers that be who are in charge, the Democrats, the liberals, wouldn't do anything about what they were doing. I mean, they were literally, literally destroying businesses and burning down the inner cities. Nobody did anything. And the Republicans and, and the Trump team comes along and, you know, they're trying to get them thrown in jail for nothing. I mean, this is the way wickedness works. This is the way power works. You know, I'll sit as a king and I'll eat steak. You sit as a pauper and you'll eat whatever I give you. If anything. See, this is the way this kind of power works. And Babylon was one of those kingdoms where... a it all fared really, really well. And when we look forward in the mystery Babylon, this thing is really good, really powerful. And it encompasses the whole world. I mean, it's mystery Babylon. It's not just a little city-state. So we're talking about, you know, if we're looking at this and we see this kind of a result here, when you look at Mystery Babylon, the only thing that they have in common is the Babylon part. But the mystery of how she got that way is not really a mystery. It's because of the beast. It's because of the power in the times of darkness. And when you read all this about Babylon you get a sense of Babylon being reduced to the lowest state. And so you, you see a female who's delicate and tenderly reared. They end up doing the work of slaves now. Hard and laborious working conditions. And in here they use the mill where they would grind stuff. And, you know, it's really something for America to wake up to. Because when you get right down to it, you know, in America, this country has lived better than most countries. And if this thing goes down in judgment, You're going to be just like these people here. You who were fat, you're not fat anymore because there's no food. You're worried about your weight, don't worry about your weight. Because you're not going to have anything to eat and the extra fat will keep you alive, but you'll burn it off anyway. I mean, this is the sense that you have here. A great kingdom that has fallen. Mystery Babylon will be one of the greatest kingdoms to have fallen. But make no state mistake here. There was a lot of big fighting kingdoms 
that we can find in the Old Testament, the Tanakh. They were very, very powerful. They lived powerful. They, they were rich. And, of course, these kingdoms traded with, with the kingdoms that they weren't fighting with. So once you get up there, nobody messes with you. And, you, and, and they have the say-so. And, and that's really where Babylon is. And that's really where Mystery Babylon will be, too. Now, America isn't there. We, we've lost a lot. Now, Albert Barnes puts it this way. This stuff that, when we look at it, signifies that Babylon, the queen of nations, was reduced to poverty and wretchedness. And, you know, I mean, you you take someone that has their nails done, their hair done, they're dressed up like a queen, there's the queen court. You take them, you rip off their royalty, you give them the dress of a slave and stick them out doing hard, laborious work. Now see, that's, that's what you're looking at. That's how they come down. Israel, of course, Judah had the same thing. You know, they weren't as powerful, but they were free. And God had sent Jeremiah to warn them. They wouldn't listen. When a nation fails to listen, you run into the Lord God. You know, the people that are warning you. I've been warning America for 20, well, a long time. It's going to be 25 years next year in this ministry. But it's been a long time because uh, we started back in the 70s talking about what was coming. Early 70s. But see, the thing of it is, I'm not the one destroying America. I'm just warning about telling people to repent and to seek the Lord. No. You ignore the voices of warning, you know, you'll run right into my, well, you can call him the big boss. Yeah, you don't have to fear the voices that warn you. You don't have to fear the pastors, the prophets, the godly teachers, or even the godly Christian. You don't have to fear them. They're trying to warn you. But the one that you should fear, you won't fear. Babylon didn't fear them. Mystery Babylon won't fear them. Cyrus didn't fear him. Nineveh, they did fear him. And they repented. And they didn't get judged for, I think it's 70 years later, they got judged and they were overthrown. And that's in scripture too. Talking about the judgment on Nineveh, they, they had fallen away. So make no mistake about it. You can be foolish and say, well, that's the Old Testament. It's never going to happen in today's world. But it will. Now the one thing when I read this. In judgment. Makes me think of Matthew 24. 39 through 42. Now see the first verse is 39. And it says. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away so shall also the coming of the Son of Man. Now, many people tried to apply this to the rapture. This is not rapture. This, this whole thing is connected to judgment and the coming of the Lord. But it's not the rapture. And if you go back to Noah and God shut him and his family in the boat. Once they were shut in, they couldn't open those doors. But they were protected. But the people on the outside didn't know that this was judgment. When it started raining hard, they didn't pay any attention. When it didn't stop, they may have wondered, but they didn't know. When it got a foot deep, they didn't know. When it got two feet, three feet, 
eight feet, ten feet deep. Yeah, they were worried, but they didn't know what was going on. And then when it got so much and so heavy and so big that there was no place to get on top of, there was nothing to do, and they were just bobbing around, the flood carried them away, and they all died. They did not know until the flood came and took them away what this was about. And he goes on to say, two will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill and the one taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord does come. Now this is taken in judgment. Not taken in the rapture. This has nothing to do with the rapture. But see, the thing of it is, the emphasis here is whether you, whether you disagree with this being the rapture or not, I could care less. But the point here is in verse 39. When judgment hits, they don't know. In this one, they didn't know till the flood came and took them away. It was too late. You're not going to repent then. Not if you're being carried away in a flood and dying and drowning. You're not going to get many words out. See, that's why you don't wait. You know, if you're a nation full of sins, you ignore this stuff. Babylon ignored it. Nineveh ignored it. Israel ignored it. Both houses. Verse 3. Thy nakedness shall be uncovered, yea, thy shame shall be seen. I will take vengeance, and I will not meet thee as a man. <laughs> now, see, this is, you know, we like to think of God in many ways. And in the New Testament, there's some Greek words when you talk of the Father you know, it's been interpreted as daddy, a familiar form, you know, within a family. But I guarantee you that the judgment that's going to come with Christ you're either going to believe and receive and walk in his light or you're not. And you're not going to like it when you find his judgment. Because of the judgment, the city, Babylon, is reduced to deplorable condition. It's pillaged. It's broken down. There's nothing there. Plus, its pride is taken, taken away. Now, Barnes quotes Vitringa here, who says that in, in trying to understand Babylon's fall, that we look at the imbecility and weakness, the vileness of the place, the real poverty, the cruelty and injustice of Babylon would be exposed. Because although it was a great city and although it made a lot of war, they pillaged a lot of cities. They've done a lot of damage. They have a lot of blood on their hands. And see the thing here in verse 3, it says, I will take vengeance. Make no mistake, even in the New Testament, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And Jesus, Yahshua, is the one that will carry it out. He's been given that mantle. And when you look in Revelation chapter 1, he calls himself the Almighty. So God brings down Babylon for pride, luxury, oppression, and the, also the way, especially the way she treated the Jews who were in captivity.
and he showed them no mercy. Nebuchadnezzar, of course, destroyed the temple and the city. And, of course, if you've ever researched how they take take people captive, one way is to strip them naked, put a rope around their neck. Another way is to put a hook in their nose and connect them all so they don't get away. Tie their hands, their hands behind their back, strip naked, and they'll have long lines of them. A lot of times they'll have the rope around their neck. I mean indignity. It's, it's nothing that you want to go through. You think that, oh, they're going to be clothed, they're going to be herded like cattle. It just depends on the people doing it. Now, one of the most famous things when you talk about captivity is in Psalm 137. And, and Ezekiel was there. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst. For there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. They that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? If I forget the O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem above my cheap joy. Well, see, the now, you know, they're realizing their mistakes, the Jews being carried away. But they didn't pay a bit of attention when Jeremiah spent so long trying to warn them. And Isaiah even wrote the warning as well. So today, there are people warning America. We have been warning, as I said before. Now, if you don't listen, that's up to you. You don't want to pay attention, that's fine. Nothing I can do about it. I'm here to warn you. But you put yourself in here. You put America in here. Look at how screwed up this country is right now. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're so blind, it's not funny. I mean, we are downright nuts in this country. And Americans today are crazy the way they act. But see, the thing of it is, Isaiah 47, 5 through 15, we covered this for some time. He also said, sit silent and get into darkness, he calls her the daughter of the Chaldeans. For you shall no more be called the lady of kingdoms. Verse 6, though, he says, I was wroth with my people. I have polluted mine inheritance and given them into thine hand and you did show them no mercy upon the ancient hast thou very heavily laid thy yoke so they didn't show him any mercy they treated him terrible and God's getting back at him for it in, the, in his righteous judgment and yet they, they referred I shall be a lady forever in other words, they didn't pay a bit of attention. They don't fear God. Just like Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should let Israel go? Well, he found out. He lost the firstborn, which was his son. Egypt found out. 
And if you want to say that today, who is the Lord that I should obey? Who is the Lord that I should care? Who is the Lord that I should repent? Who is the Lord that I should receive him? Who is the Lord? Well, you know, go right ahead. There's others that set it ahead of you. And that's why we cover these stories. That's why we read this book, which is true. So you will learn. Here's an example. Don't do the same thing. <laughs> you know, if you have a whole line of people, like my dad used to say, jumping off a cliff. You going to go join them and jump off a cliff too? My dad always said, nope, not me. I'll always be, I'll be the only one over here. I won't be jumping. Don't follow the crowd. Follow the Lord. And verse 8, he says, Therefore hear now this, thou art given to pleasures, that dwellest carelessly, that says in thine heart, I am, and none else beside me. I shall not sit as a widow, neither shall I know the loss of children. Now see, that refers to war, because the reason you have widows is because the husband went to war and got killed. The reason you have the loss of children is because your, your son went to war and you lost him. You dwell care carelessly. You don't care. You don't think that there is a higher power. You're given to pleasures. In verse 9 he says, But these two things shall come to thee in a moment in one day. The loss of children and widowhood. They shall come upon thee in their perfection for the multitude of thy sorceries. For the great abundance of thy enchantments see in a moment when is the Lord returning at a time you least expect it and of course you see a lot of the stuff that goes with this sorceries enchantments given to pleasures what does Paul say lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God just read Paul's description of the end time society for thou hast trusted in thy wickedness Thou hast said, None seeth me. Thy wisdom and thy knowledge, it has perverted thee. Thou hast said in thine heart, I am, and none else beside me. Now that verse sounds like America today. You trusted in your wickedness. We have all kinds of wickedness. Thy wisdom and knowledge has perverted them. It has perverted America. You think you know better. You have all kinds of pronouns. You say you can do this and you can do that. And you ignore what truth is. You lie. That's why we up in D.C., Washington, D.C., the Department of Corruption up there, why it's so screwed up up there. That's why we have endless flows of people coming across the border. They think they're coming to an America that will help them. They don't realize for a moment that they're coming here and there's going to be judgment. You can only rape and pillage a nation so long. You can only give away money so long. You can only ignore sin so long. And when you look at a nation, you want to know what the problem is. There's one place to look, and that's the leadership. Every time. We should have leaders that are repentant. Stand now, verse 12, with thine enchantments, with the multitude of thy sorceries, wherein thou hast labored from thy youth. If so, you will be able to profit, that you might prevail. You are wearied in the multitude of thy counsels. And he talks about astrologers, stargazers, prognosticators, 
See, all these things you're going to find in Mystery Babylon in the New Testament. Mystery Babylon is not going to listen. Mystery Babylon will not believe that there is a God in heaven. Mystery Babylon will think that they are perfect. They're in charge. They're powerful. And when Mystery Babylon is destroyed, there is rejoicing in heaven. So if they're rejoicing in heaven, then you know it's a wicked place. And when Babylon fell, make no mistake. It shook the kingdom of nations. Today, nothing shakes anybody. I mean, even our debt. Nobody cares about the debt. They spend money like they, you know, have an endless supply. But one day, that's going to go down. And nobody says anything. There are people that do warn about it, but these people up there, and, and you can blame the Democrats because they have control of everything. They're not listening. They're not listening at all. And so when we when we talk about it, you know, Israel would not have had this problem if they would have repented. The northern tribes, they got carried away by Assyria. And actually it was Sennacherib's dad that that did that. So when Sennacherib came along, he thought he could do the same thing to Judah, but that didn't work out. Instead, he got killed and his army destroyed. Everything in God's timing. It wasn't time. You know, they didn't even remember. God delivered Judah from Assyria. It looked like Assyria was going to wipe them out. 150,000-man army at the gates of Jerusalem. Mocking Hezekiah and those behind the wall. You would have thought that after that incident, for hundreds of years afterwards, that the Jews would never forget that lesson. Because Hezekiah had begun a series of reforms to recover from Jezebel and her old man and how they screwed up Judah. The sins were so grievous. How can you walk with God if you're not agreed? How can two walk together if they're not agreed? See, that's the only problem, Christian. If you say you're a Christian and you look to your God and your Father in Jesus Christ and you're walking in darkness, I got news for you. You don't know him. You've got to be walking in the light as he is in the light. 1 John 1. You have to be born again to the Spirit. John chapter 3. You have to receive him. John 1. How do you receive something? Well, if I'm standing at the door of the house going to visit a neighbor, I can't visit him if he's got the door closed and I'm outside. No, he has to open the door and receive me into his house. Who, what is your house? Behold, your body is the temple of God. You receive him into your body. How did the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, you invite him, come into my heart, cleanse me. Paul spends a lot of time in Romans. You can read chapter 3 through 7 talking about sin and repenting of sin. It's the same thing. The only thing of it is we are in the fulfillment of the covenant. Christ came to fulfill the covenant. He didn't come to destroy it. And when we look back at Babylon, when we look back at Israel, we look back at all these nations, we see how God dealt with them. If the northern tribes had repented, they would have never been carried, carried away captive. If Judah would have listened to Jeremiah, this wouldn't have happened. 
But see, Moses himself warned Israel when they came out of Egypt that they were a stubborn and stiff-necked people. As there's a God in heaven, it makes you wonder. They had seen all the miracles. And when they were at Sinai, Moses go up to get the Ten Commandments. By the time he comes back, they were already committing idolatry with the golden calf. And even Aaron was there. What did Aaron do? He joined in. I mean, give me a break. I mean, uh, of course, you know there was a mixed multitude of Gentiles with him. And those Gentiles, man, they're, believe me, look at the Gentiles today, which is the nations of men, almost all of them. Because there's Gentiles and there's Jews, or the uh, Hebrew people. The sons of Isaac. There's also the sons of Ishmael, which is today the Arab tribes. But even they are known as Gentiles, as far as I'm concerned. But the nations of men are full of sins. That's why Christ came. But people today are receiving Christ around the world. So when we go through Isaiah and we talk about this, you know, we don't want to be in that part. We don't, (laughs) you know, look at America. You know, there's, consider, sitting at the gate, there's nothing left. And all your fancy clothes are all torn up and shred. That's what you have to do, and they carry you away captive. If they don't kill you. Because a lot of times they would kill the olders. They would leave enough to take care of the fields and stuff. Put in a puppet king. They'd take a lot of the strong young ones back. That's what Babylon did. That's how Daniel got there. But you see, this is talking about the Lord. This is talking about the final say-so. And as we walk through this, you know, when we get from the first of the book, Isaiah relays this judgment. And he goes through a lot of other sections. And we've covered a lot of stuff. But in this whole thing, as we move forward, we're going to find prophecies, more prophecies of the Messiah coming. We're going to find many other sections talking about other prophetic time periods. I think Isaiah is one of the most rich books we have. But when we think of Babylon, you know, quite a while ago when Great when Britain was, you know, the sun never set on Great Britain's property. I have a commentary called the Pulpit Commentary. And there are people in there that wrote the commentary that believed that Great Britain was Babylon. And then she kind of fell to the side and then one rose. And that was America. And so a lot of people looked at her as being Babylon and Mystery Babylon. But make no mistake, in the New Testament, when we look at Mystery Babylon, her sins through the cup of her deceit and sorceries, the nations follow what she's doing. And she manages to lead the nations 
in this iniquity and sin against God. And there is no doubt today when we talk about some of the some of the sins of the nations we have more than enough to go around so we're going to be going down that path of pro prophecy and we're going to see how the prophets called it and how the Messiah was to come. I see the children of Israel, you know, the ones that were in the Roman Empire in Jerusalem when the Lord showed up there. A lot of them didn't recognize him because they did not recognize the suffering servant prophecies nor did they understand that he had to come to provide atonement even for those in the law you're not justified by keeping the law that's clear you're justified only through the blood atonement because God determined in the law that it would be the blood that you would make atonement with for life is in the blood all this stuff fits together and the judgment fits as well and that's really where you have to understand this Father, thank you for your word. Bless your word to the hearts, minds, souls, and spirits of those that hear this. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. So we are now... 143, part 143 next week. That's amazing. Do you think we'll get through it eventually? Yeah. These are shorter chapters, too. Yes, that's true. At least we're over halfway. Probably three-fourths of the way. Yeah, we are. So... At any rate, we're going to have to be getting out of here. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We love you. We hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. We pray for you always. Stay safe. And pray for your brethren around the world. And look to the Lord in all your ways. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. While there, you'll see some ads, advertisements, and uh, links to where you can get my new book, The Rising, by Dana Glenn Smith. Be sure to check it out, look at it, get you a copy of it, read it, and then send me a review, send me your comments. You can go to our websites, get on our comment form and send it to us. Believe me, you'll like this book. It does have some important things relating to the day. Till next time, Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.